You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back to another episode of Love of Pages. That was me attempting to count in my head. It's <laughs> a think. very fast count. Why did you try to count it to? Three. <laughs> yeah. Seems sufficient. Your time perception is a little off for somebody 30. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I've been told. So we are back um as always this is the geek elite virtual book club podcast where a group of friends get together and torture each other inspire each other generally give an excuse to drink with each other by Mm. reading different novels i'm elizabeth and as always i'm joined by the lovely naima hey there and the fantastic jessica hello and unfortunately, Stephen couldn't join us tonight. He is taking a well-deserved break. So mm-hmm. it's summertime, and he's earned it. Um, <laughs> I love Naima's face. <laughs> Warm here. <laughs> like, no one was expecting 9 in Seattle. So, like, Oof. I mean, we expect 115 in Yuma, so that's fair. But YPG got rain yesterday, Jessica. In one part of it, that was not the part I work at. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to living in the desert. Um, <laughs> but we are continuing on to the second part of Chasing Fire by Nora Roberts. Jessica's pick. Now, Jessica, I've got a slight bone to pick with you. Oh, dear. We were supposed to be reading nothing but a Brazier Buster romance, and all of a sudden I got murder mystery and investigations and intrigues. What is it with this? Do not get me wrong. I definitely have read past the section we were supposed to because I just couldn't stop reading, but still. <laughs> Fully engaged, but I was like, the beginning of it, I was like, okay, there's the thing we've been waiting for. And then it happened again. And what? Someone dead? What the? <laughs> What happened? What happened? Also, I uh, was speaking with my mother this afternoon, Uh and she asked what book we were reading, and I said, oh, Chasing Fire by Nora Roberts, and she's like, oh, I love that one. So, (laughs) I was like, oh, right. She does read these. Um, But yeah, no, so it comes highly recommended, but... uh, (laughs) So I gotta well, pick with you because you're you're okay. crouching into my territory here with this whole murder mystery. Okay, so I am I like um I like romance, but it needs to have something else in it. And so that's why <laughs> Nora Roberts works really well for me, because she does everything kind of thing. And I, what are we gonna talk about if I just picked a normal bodice buster? Like, to be fair. Just the sexism in it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's Which fair. not that there's anything wrong with reading just a plain straight normal bodice buster, but just I'm just saying, like, there's really not just, a lot in it other than just straight romance. It doesn't give us a ton of meat. I, that's fair. Yeah, that's like fair. we we have to fill up at least thirty minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, as always, we can talk a fair amount a fair amount about our cocktail for the evening, and this evening we are drinking smoke jumper so jessica what's in smoke jumper oh it is um a whiskey with aperol 
and Sweet Vermouth and Orange Bitters. Um, I only had Dry Vermouth. I thought I had Sweet. I only had Dry. So I went ahead and I decided to treat it almost like an old-fashioned because everything sounded very bitter and dry to me. So I soaked in, um, a sugar cube in the Orange Bitters and muddled it. And then poured over the liquor on top because I felt like it needed sweetness, and I do believe I was correct. <laughs> That's Not completely fair. Go ahead. I, um, mine is a bit redder because I needed to add grenadine. It was bitter, and I knew it was going to be bitter when I read the ingredients. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Fine, I'll be fine. I've been here. Me and Aperol were best friends. No. <laughs> See, and to me, it's a Manhattan plus Aperol. That's literally all yeah, it is. It, it really is. It's well, a Manhattan it is Aperol." It should be noted that this drink is called Smoke Jumper because you're supposed to smoke it with hickory, and I'm not going to do that. So. Again, I I have a fairly extensive bar setup. I do not have a smoker yet. I mean, I'm keen on getting one because what? I love the way smoked whiskeys taste. But yeah, that's true. That is fair. Um, yeah, I'm never probably going to get be... one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that Mitch would be too happy with me getting one, but. People don't get stuff they need at weddings, you know? You get <laughs> you found <laughs> If he can put on the registry golf clubs for me when I don't golf and I'm a hazard golfing, I can put a smoker for my bar on it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like it's only fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's just, yeah, it's a slightly drier Manhattan to me. Which I like Manhattan, so that works for me. I was I was perfectly fine with this. <laughs> I wish I could have smoked it too. That's the thing. One day this podcast will get so far into it that we'll all have like custom bars made. It'll just be like in the video, like here, and it's actually still smoking. One day, <laughs> one of these days, right after we win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, if the audience doesn't remember, like the first few podcasts, I tried to. I actually designed. The, the cocktails, yep. like I made the Elio Sunrise for the time machine, and I did a video and everything, and those days were done pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> once, basically, basically once COVID started slowing down, and I had to go back to work full time, unfortunately. Yeah, as I say, real life kind of got in the way of things. It's yeah. really a bummer. It's really a bummer. But in any case, so yes, we are drinking Smoke Jumper. I highly recommend. Jessica Naima recommend with a twist uh, so that you can enjoy something a little less bitter. <laughs> but, all right. So, oh, go ahead. I thought somebody was going to say something. Oh, no. Or was Jessica just enjoying her drink? Yes. All right. So, we opened this section with a... Uh, Well, we closed the last section with a very big, like, I I don't know how to, I mean, we had, they open the rec room or the storeroom and there's smeared spray paint all over the place and things are trashed so and, and trashed and slashed. Burn in hell and oh, so exciting. Mm-hmm. So we open with them. Reputting everything back together. And there's a lot that happens in this section. And I'm not sure that I can actually go over all of the plot lines. But generally speaking, three separate storylines. We'll start with the murders. <laughs> <laughs> Murder. 
<laughs> Rowan, in the middle of, you know, fighting a fire, trips over and discovers Dolly's body with her <sighs> neck snapped. And the fire that they were fighting very intentionally started. Um, mm-hmm. Dolly, you know, so the police are investigating. They definitely question Rowan. She gets real upset. And I mean, wouldn't. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely reasonable. Um, <laughs> Dolly's father comes down, threatens Rowan. Rowan gets shot at along with Gull. And Dobby, which I feel so bad that Dobby's like always third wheeling it and always getting like in danger because he's third wheeling it. Like, yeah. I'm like that's a really shitty place to be. Like, you're not getting any of the benefits and you're getting all of the downsides. But he takes it in stride. He ran into that danger. That danger was not. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in true Appalachian form, he ran towards the gunfire. Well, not like that. Just smoke yeah. jumper, firefighter in general. Like one of my things dad says about firefighters is like they want to be the people that run towards what everybody else is running away from. So it really is just. Yeah, but you would think that at blood. some point they were a little bit smarter that like bullets, you can't fight the way you fight fire. Like that's, they're not equivalent. No. Nah. <laughs> but in any case. Um. <laughs> Then it comes to be that Dolly was sleeping with the Reverend, who then turns up dead, and everybody suspects Dolly's dad of both murders and at shooting at Rowan and Gull. Yeah, because and, it was his rifle that was used for the shooting. So, yep. And then he posts bail and takes off. Gone in the middle of the night leaving his wife to care for their grandchild, who's now an orphan, and having put their house up as bond collateral. So she now has a massive-ass mortgage. Massive mortgage. Sorry, I cursed. Stephen, I hope you believe that out later. Um, a massive mortgage on the, <laughs> on the house, basically just falling apart, which I com- completely don't blame her. Um, so that's... Storyline one. Storyline two. We get to see a budding love between Lucas, Iron Man Trip, and Ella. And just how lovely that is. Rowan definitely finds out. She's definitely not okay with it at the beginning. (laughs) By the end of the section, she might be warming up to it, but not really. Like, she's still definitely on the... This this is, like, where she is. Like, (laughs) old... So she, much. She is, she is no longer ice queen, but she's definitely not warm. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, and to be fair, you'll get the background of Rowan where she was abandoned by her mother and, you know, her father's the only one she ever had and could depend on. So, yeah, it definitely would be something even a grown woman and that's strong and powerful would have issues with well, because childhood trauma she did go through. She won't admit it, but it was childhood trauma. <laughs> And I think Gulliver hit it right on the head when he's like, wait, wait, wait. wait. You've never seen him kiss anybody? <laughs> like, damn, he's got sleuth skills. Like, he could keep it real discreet. Like, he doesn't <laughs> anticipate that Lucas just hasn't kissed anybody in 30 no. years. It's oh. like, no, no, no. He clearly is just that skilled at keeping it on the DL. Like, proud of him. Proud of him. Where I definitely feel like maybe Lucas hasn't kissed anybody in 30 years. Um 
from the description of uh, like the sex scene, it kind of seemed like, no, you you haven't looked at a woman in 30 years. Oh, dear. And you just want to go uh-huh. like, oh, are you sure you're ready? <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But like, I definitely appreciate the fact that because like Nora Roberts is starting to gracefully become a mature woman and like I love how in this book in particular because I feel like her earlier stuff definitely only had the one love interest and like it was just the young two young characters and now Mm -hmm. you can definitely she's like no 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 I'm still writing these love scenes for myself thank you so she's like we'll just put two of them in here because I still Mm -hmm. need I still need to get some enjoyment out of writing this yeah and there was there's another series it's well, one of her trilogies, it's the Flower Trilogy. I can't remember. I think the first one's called Blue Dahlia or something like that. But I think one of the couples within that trilogy is an older couple as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it is it is very nice to see representation of all ages within romance because romance is forever. <laughs> I appreciated how, like, nice the description of it was. They weren't like, oh, my God, this is sagging. That Like, the kind of stuff that's just... I feel like it's always just like an attack on getting older. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this definitely was just romanticized version yeah. of sex. And but, I really appreciated it. You know, yeah. you might be looking at 30 year olds. I'm not a 30 year old. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I've got 20 years of gravity on those people, which was the best way to say <laughs> that. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 20 definitely. years of gravity. <laughs> Can't wait to be able to use that line. <laughs> I think I can wait 20 years to have to use that line. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no. And then finally we have the Brazier Buster romance that I'm here for. And we get all the sex. Hot, steamy, sour sex. Hot, hot, steamy, shower sex to begin with. And then <laughs> drunk tequila sex. And then just all We're going to have an argument, but then... <laughs> Yeah, said a little. Do you want to keep fighting? That was my favorite. Um, and how upset she got at the fact that he saved her life. I'm like, I like, I, I get being the strong, independent woman, but like, you can't get pissy at somebody for saving your life. Like, he probably would have saved Dobby's life if Dobby had been in the way. Like, she, she, I think he points out you would have done the same thing too if yeah. you had that quicker second than i did you would have just it's tackled me down to the ground like it's no one else had dobby saved her life it would have been like oh it's perfectly fine thanks bro like great but it's like how dare you step in and try to be the man in this religion (laughs) (laughs) i am the man i also personally appreciate that he's like i'm fine with you being my boss out on the fire i'm fine with like you definitely taking charge and all these things but i am carrying the picnic basket like that that's where I draw the line and I'm like that is a really weird line to draw. And like she says that she's like that seems seems arbitrary. <laughs> I'm like but okay, fine. Right. The line you draw. Um but no. So and I do appreciate that both Janice and her dad look at him and go if you're going to do this, hold on for dear life because she's going to fight back. Like <laughs> She doesn't believe in love like you're gonna need. <laughs> like, Hold you, on. You, you either need to be all the way in or walk away at this point because there is no, this is not going to be an easy road to hoe. Like there's just, there's no easy way to do this. 
Um, I also really felt personally attacked and vindicated in the scene where Gull, like, before she goes in to talk after finding the body to the, he's like, nope, stop. You're going to calm down. You're going to get a cool head about this. Here's your Coke. <laughs> Chill out. And I'm like, hey, that's rude. She she could be calm. She she's clearly calm. I'm like, no, she's, she's clearly not, not calm. calm. Like, she's I definitely wouldn't be calm, and I definitely would need somebody to be like, you're, you're about to go talk to cops that are questioning yeah. you for a possible murder. You need to be a little chill. It's fine, Stephen. No, it shouldn't be outwardly apparent. It's like don't call out my inner emotions, right? Just no, no. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So, and then I like that we get to see the flip from him when he discovers the body (laughs) and has to just like hack away at the fire because he's furious. Like, I'm going to destroy this thing. (laughs) Well, because his fire actually, like, I think in the second fire, people actually got injured in it as well. So, yeah, that was, that's not good. But any of your favorite scenes? Or anything that really struck home to you? I feel like the only parts to talk about are like the sex scenes here. Like the murder was something that like threw me for like a loop because I was not <laughs> for the murder to happen. Nothing like I remember listening to it because I'm listening to the audiobook. Don't shoot me. Uh, and I was sitting there and it literally the moment they announced Dolly was dead, I literally paused it and went, Dolly died, just as Stephen. Not knowing had he gotten to that part yet. Didn't matter to me. I was just like needed to get it out. I was like, where did that come from? Why did this come up? She was just, wait a second. And it was kind of like, okay, well, you kind of needed that thing to be like, here's your romance. Here's your romance. Back to the, <laughs> the drama and real life. Yeah. This woman exists and she's got it out for people. And so it kind of brought the drama back into it. So I really did uh, like the whole like Dolly being dead thing. Also, all of the conversations with the police, which is like really out of character for me because I normally don't like those <laughs> stories a lot. But it, it kind of like I liked the exchange between uh, I know her last name starts with a C, but I don't. And it's probably very Italian and I'm not remembering what it is right now, but it's but the federal agent. The federal agent and the cop when they're kind of sitting across, I guess, at the diner and like having the back and forth between them. And they're like, yeah, let me tell you about Rowan and like, she's this and all of that and these kinds of things. And I'm like, this seems like a good sharing of information. Everyone seems to not have tunnel vision here. And this is a good way to let's work together. Skip the red tape. Everyone do good. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is clearly an example of the way police investigations are supposed to work. Like that was the thing is like when they started questioning her, I was like, I'm going to be pissed if they just like tunnel in on her because they had the argument. And I'm like, that's, that's baloney. But yeah. at the same time, I probably would have been pissed if they didn't look at her at all. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that. Like they questioned her, came to a mutual conclusion that it probably wasn't her that like, if they had found like Dolly's face beaten in on the ground, Probably her. Probably her. Probably <laughs> Rowan. But like snapping her neck and starting a fire, not Rowan. So like, <laughs> and you know, so I, I definitely appreciated that. And I also really appreciated the way that they showed mom and dad and that definite dichotomy of when your loved one dies, do you immediately evangelize them? Mm-hmm. 
and make mm-hmm. them seem, you know, everything they said must have been true. They were yeah. perfect. They were, you know, or do you accept reality and the facts that are, that face you? And like, yeah. you got to really see that. Like we found out like a lot about <laughs> Like in a putting the kid up, well, like, I guess not necessarily putting the kid up for adoption, but looking out for adoption, skipping town to have the baby outside of the town. So the adoptive parents don't have a say in it coming Mm -hmm. back going, baby's mine. And it's like, you could have made that decision here. You didn't need to leave town to do all of that, (laughs) like out of like city romances, like reverend. It's just like she had so much going on and it was it's nice to kind of. I guess hear the third party interpretation, like it's not directly from her mouth, which would have been a weird thing for her to just admit to somebody. But mm-hmm. sort of the investigative process, you found a little bit more about Dolly. It's like, ah, so it's not one layer of crazy. It's, layer- <laughs> it's all the layers <laughs> of crazy. Um, it is. It is all the layers <laughs> of crazy. Um, and I also, I don't know about you, Jess. You probably the one that that can best talk about this but the dichotomy because we get Gulliver's and Rowan's childhoods back to back and Mm -hmm. the different ways that the loss of a parent or parents can affect based upon what happens yeah so like the big difference is that Gull's parents were fairly rich and within Hollywood or something. They were like yeah. behind the scenes people in Hollywood. Costume a producer designer and, and a yeah. Producer, I think. And they died when he was young in a plane crash and he was adopted by an aunt or uncle, I can't remember. And an was raised uncle. in a yeah. yeah, raised in a loving family that like openly told him about everything about his parents and everything. So and his parents were taken from from like happenstance, whereas with Rowan, her mother straight up abandoning her. And the fact that more importantly, her mom came back for one of her birthdays just for it to be all about her being in the spotlight. And the fact that she as a child recognized that before, you know, Iron Man Trip did mm-hmm. himself. I mean, just shows how abandoned she feels and then when you know when you see a grown adult doing something like that and you recognize what they're doing and just like the amount like although you say i don't care i'm not going to say hi to her or whatever i mean she's like it's basically being abandoned twice kind of thing so she's been abandoned by a parent which is why she is so attached to her when she has a very very excellent father but when it comes to the idea of love lasting a long time or people staying there is she's not gonna ever she's gonna find it really hard to trust whereas goal finds it very easy to trust because he's been surrounded by good people even though he had a tragedy happen to him in the past so kind of that's where it goes and i also feel like she should have gone to therapy when she was a kid and she didn't because not that I wouldn't think that Iron Man Trip would be against therapy. I don't think he would have thought of therapy because I don't think Rowan would have let it known. I don't think Rowan would have gone to therapy even as a child. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, I think Rowan's going to become more open to the concept of love by watching Lucas fall in love with Ella. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's going to have to see that and see Lucas be willing to open up his heart. Before she'll feel like she can open up her heart. Yeah. Because I think otherwise, I mean, like, 
she and Gulliver now say, I think I'm falling in care about you. And I'm like, really? You can't even use the word? But, I mean, I get it. You yeah, know, no. <laughs> there's, there's all sorts of trauma there. It would terrify um, her off. And he was very smart enough to recognize that and say, care. Like, just need you to know, I care about you. Okay. <laughs> very intensely know what this means, right? Care. Care. I mean, care. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, as much as we say there's not, there is power in the word love. So, it, and hate and all that. So, it's. It seems silly. You know they love each other. You know Rowan loves Gulliver. But it's just like, they're not there to say that powerful, magical word yet. So. There you go. I think think they'll get there. It's it's a romance novel. They'll get there. It's going to end without it. Everything else is going to happen but the L word. (laughs) I would not put it past Nora Roberts. No, she would never break that much. (laughs) Why did she do it? There was one, it ended where they're like, yes, I love you, but this isn't going to work kind of thing. And like, just parted ways. I do not know what that is. You need to figure out which one that is. Probably okay. a way to look at that, like Nora Roberts' book that I wear break up. Like, just like, <laughs> and it, with- wasn't, it wasn't like a breakup. It was just like, it's been nice knowing you. That's a breakup. Worse. That's worse. <laughs> <That's worse. laughs> like, well, this was a fun ride. Like, no. Um, I do hope there is like a sort of like daddy daughter kind of like come to terms with like we were abandoned, but like we can move past that because it has mm-hmm. been a long time. And like from my own perspective, it took me forever to be able to talk to my father about like love and the concept of that and like having that sort of. Um, I guess example of things is sorry is a huge like <laughs> there's a fly is a huge uh like teller of like how you associate love in the future. So it's like mm-hmm. completely being like yeah his parents died in a tragic accident, but he was immediately followed by like an outpouring of love. Like people came in to help. Like he had that sort of support system. Her history is directly related to love lost and there being no recuperation for that because it's not like she didn't have her father's love before her mother left that was there it's not like her father's love made up for that absence it was just there so now she's got gulliver to deal with which will be very fun for her i know there's no sequel to this book but it would be funny to see where it goes but i know it would also ruin it so just gonna yeah yeah. (laughs) well i mean the, the other thing that we're ignoring is i mean even though she became a smoke jumper herself um she also dealt with her father going into crazy fires like every other week when she was a child and not knowing if he was going to come back and knowing that dying as a smoke jumper, high probability, well, or not high probability, yeah. but, you know, higher than yeah. being an attorney. Like, well, true. Uh, depends on the field. Divorce um, <laughs> <laughs> attorneys? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's true. Oh, I worked for a defense attorney, and you get a lot of letters from people in prison that probably shouldn't know your name, but it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you get when you get pictures of severed heads as criminal defense attorneys, had somebody get a okay, picture like you're that's like, rude. Okay, I, uh, like a sonnet written about me and this person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My life, it was awesome, but also like highly concerning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very concerning. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Although, so, although hi. honestly, the worst are the drug addicts because, like, they don't know what's real or not real, and that becomes really disconcerting. Doesn't <laughs> just, just like okay. <laughs> high, higher probability than a daycare teacher. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and the fields of law Naeem and I are in are definitely less I, likely I want to have to hire bodyguards for you guys oh my god no we don't do that kind of law we're fine yeah. um, small stints we're good that's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> uh, no so but I mean yes she has to deal with that. But I also, I do believe that conversation she had with Gold when he asked her how she handled the worry about mm-hmm. her father being out every summer. And she's just like, he, he was invincible. I just presumed yeah, him to be a superhero. And it's also and that just as did bad the other way, though. <laughs> like, uh... yeah. But so. In any case, we did. We got a lot of fun things in here. I liked the ice cream mm-hmm. and Ella's conversation with Rowan at the funeral. Wait, where are you at? Funeral hasn't happened. <laughs> Shit. There was a funeral? <laughs> she said Hold she on. read ahead. I think the funeral is the beginning of the third part, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, did you did you did you tell into a chapter? <laughs> I did. Um, I didn't get to, I I I did not get very far, but just enough for the, yeah. just, just enough to really screw screw stuff up. <laughs> not screw stuff up at all. Okay. No, the yeah, it did. What? Again, I'm listening to this, so I could very well have just missed it entirely. We got to we got to the end of chapter 20, right? Yeah. That's where the next section was. Blow up is what it's called. Yeah, the next section is blow up. Yeah, because yeah, we, we got to the fact that... Um... Yeah, the end, the end of chapter 20 is the fact that they're about to go to the funeral. Oh. So chapter 21 is the funeral, which is the start <laughs> of part three. <laughs> Funeral. That's it, guys. There is a funeral. Dun dun dun. There is a funeral. There's gonna be a funeral for the person that died. <laughs> um, but sorry, no, I think like this whole like section, I guess in general, was mostly me going like, okay, here is the like bodice, but like here is the sex part that's like been long waited. The first part. Oh yeah, hit it, and mm-hmm. I. Feel- Honest. We get all the sex in this section. Heavily overshadowed by the murder, but it was there. <laughs> like, it was there. It was there. Like, definitely much more romantic for Lucas. Like, that was... Mm-hmm. And, like, PG-13 at max. It was, like, just... It was, like, adorable. And, like, they were saying things to people... I, don't, I have this thing in my brain that people, like, when you read romance novels, no one says, the, no one says these things to each other. <laughs> like, he picks her up and she's like... No one's ever said that. Like, why are you saying that right now? <laughs> so in romance novels, nobody's awkward during sex when in reality, everybody's awkward during sex. Awkward. And so it's kind of nice. <laughs> this is seemingly going by so well for you all. Like, I just don't see this happening in real life. And then like Rowan and Gulliver's, which 
I have like so many questions about what ran through either of their heads before this commenced because I was just there like and he was walking and he's walking and he's like planning to go to bed and he doesn't feel good and he's like fussy or whatever he was feeling and it's like I'm walking into her room now how did this happen oh god it's like no you turn left like you know where your room was (laughs) and then he's just in there and she's like what are you doing then all of a sudden it's like this is happening let's stop bleeping myself out messing around (laughs) let's stop stop dancing around the the results i'm tired of playing games this is where we're going and she's basically just like fine we're taking a shower (laughs) i heavily thought like upon reading it i was like oh yes oh and we're sitting on the toilet okay because that's something we needed to write into the book they're like, oh. well, they gotta take their shoes off to shower. No, I mostly, I mostly want to know how they performed some of that shower scene because I'm like, there's no way you didn't slip. Like, I'm sorry, there is no way that you stayed standing. These are smoke jumpers, and oh. Gulliver is like a martial artist. Apparently, yeah, the tile is still it's slippery. There. I am I like sorry, how- the tile the re- is still slippery. Well, the reason why they had to sit down on the toilet was because their boots are so big. <laughs> that was the reasoning why she had to write it. Was like, well, I can't just have them with their boots on. Their like, shoes. it's got to be yeah. complicated. They can't just flip off their shoes. It's got to be a like. Get off places. <laughs> but shower sex is going to go perfect. The boot. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. There is no way, because there's no way that shower in her bunk is big enough. Like, it's definitely a single stall shower. Like, they, they, they don't give you much space in those things. I've been to these kinds of camps. You don't get much space in there. So there is no way these, these maneuvers are being performed and nobody's slipping. Slash nobody's outside the hot water and freezing to death. Like that's just that's not occurring. It I can just trust me on this one. There is no way you don't fall. It seems awesome. It's not practical. That's what it's like. I I can I can assure you there is no way to do this without falling. Yeah, that's, the, that's this is basically the conversation I just wanted to make sure we got in here because we would miss it <laughs> next time and we didn't have the conversation. It was just like we missed the we missed the It's still PG thirteen. We're all very PG thirteen. This part of the book is still relatively PG thirteen. I don't think it crosses into Oh all. no, it's it's it is not anywhere near erotica, I yeah. guess. No would yeah. be the thing. There's not yeah, there's not a there's there's enough to get your mind going, but yeah, yeah. still leaving you plenty of room to like superimpose who you want, yeah, like, yeah. You, and what you want. <laughs> For this, you'll have no idea. <laughs> it's it's, it's a true. lot of a lot of her center and mm-hmm. his hardness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of that. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. <laughs> I appreciate did no. I guess I guess I don't want to call it like cliche but like ways that they normally describe things where it just mm-hmm. at that point it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like just use the words like if we've gotten to this point just <laughs> we don't need to like beat around the bush here just like go either go hard just or just like stay I'm using way too many words that are like leaning toward me talking about <laughs> everything coming nope I'm gonna stop talking 
But <laughs> like I've read, I've no seen on very many romance novels or like leaning erotica <laughs> romance novels in my youth that I probably shouldn't have. Thanks, oh, yeah. Amazon. Um, I remember, I don't know, whenever the Fifty Shades of Grey first came out, which apologies to anyone who likes that book live your life it's horribly written mm. no um it's not no but <laughs> i got it because it was like an amazon bestseller at the time where it was like on someone's book list and it Same. was just smack dab on the front of amazon's page so i didn't Same. anything about it i just bought it yeah and ooh. it sat on my shelf for a year yeah. and then my girlfriend ended up talking to my father one day while I was in college it was like my first year of college about the book and I was like I have that book and I ran in my room and I pulled it out and they were both just like and I'm like what what <laughs> I hadn't read it <laughs> so I was just like, they had handcuffs on the cover <laughs> no no <laughs> she probably assumed it was a murder mystery with a little bit of romance in it <laughs> listen 18 year old me was a very different person <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I read it. Do not. Get, I read all of. I. I As well, I wrong. Keep going. I didn't get through the third book. I skipped <laughs> to the end. But um, it, is, it is not well written. I will give you that, and it brings a whole new light to things. But conversely, it, it gave it gave food for thought. It was inaccurate, but gave food for thought. That's all you can ever ask of romance novels. It's just like. Just just plant the seed in your brain and then go about your life. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Just, I just like the boom after it was like, oh, erotica is cool now. And then it was like front display. All the old eroticas. <laughs> and and Rice's Sleeping Beauty series. <laughs> like, just displayed yeah, yeah. Uh, open I, and Barnes and Noble. Love, just like, whoa. I love, I love all the discussions about how like, oh, well, novels are so, you know, like, movies and and books are getting so graphic about the sex and like this never i'm like yeah it did where have you been yeah yeah, it has it has been occurring for a long time like go back and watch some of those movies literally literally a media is created with one way and then the second way is porn it's just first always film and the film is porn I also want to keep like keep reminding people when they're like, oh, the amount of violence kids see or the amount of sex kids see today. Kill people like, in the street for handshaking or hand wrong. Like just I'm like, no, no, no. We used to go to public executions as if we were carnivals, and we used to do bedding ceremonies. Like, don't give me this, people didn't see this don't stuff. Give me that. like, that's the origin of the handshake, which we can get rid of now that we dealt with COVID. We can get rid of the handshake, because handshake is literally you saying, hey, I'm not gonna stab you. That is what a handshake is for. <laughs> yeah, that's don't why you shake with anymore. your right hand, because I don't need my that's hand to stab you hand. With <laughs> But then it's like, I'm left-handed. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because if you're left-handed, you're unclean. So Yeah, that's true. I'm, I am a horrible Take criminal. From somebody who's left-handed. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, we were just talking about the struggles y'all go through. The, the world did you do dirty. It did it. Did, it so did, dirty. So dirty. Just writing, existing, using scissors. I saw someone. I can't easily peel a potato. That's it! <laughs> That was the whole thing. She was trying to peel an apple and see if 
like, oh no, that's just like she just must have like issues peeling things in general. And I'm like, no, it yeah. seems because she's left-handed. Like, there's something wrong. Yeah, but some yeah. some potato yeah. peelers do only have the blade for right-handed people to use it. Also, the way you <laughs> turn a doorknob. Yeah, that too. Think about the difference in the way you turn. How do you turn a doorknob, Naima? <laughs> stick your hand. Stick your hand out and tell me how you turn a doorknob. Yeah, that's really difficult for you all. You, <laughs> have, to, you have to come underneath and go over. I thankfully have taught myself how to do right-handed for a lot of things like that because I grew up with two right-handed parents. But Very easy. Just institute the doorknobs everyone wants, which is the ones with the handle. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's lovely, except I will tell you it's been glorious to have switched back to a knob for the front door you because have- Jarvis yeah. cannot open it as easily. He's getting there, though. He's going to learn how to do it. And I know it's coming. But for now... I don't have to deadbolt the door every time. <laughs> My favorite part is our resident ghost co-host here, Stephen, goes, how is that a thing for the peeler? How? It's an ambidextrous advi- device. Oh, I just answered him in the text. No, it's it not. It is not, not ambidextrous. Really I will a take a picture of the one that is only used by right-handed. Because I have two. I have one that I can use and one that only my parents can use. So Well, and additionally, it's not just how they're styled in terms of where the teeth are, but the pressure points. Yeah. Because the way the pressure is applied to the moving blade yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. It's a Jessica, thing. I got to take you to the lefty store. I know. I've, I've been to the small one that they used to have in Disney Springs. And yeah, I, I need to go to like the big one and get some left-handed scissors. That's what I really need. Yep. Although I will say left-handed scissors given to a small child, not necessarily the best move. Having been that child, <laughs> <laughs> because they do, because they don't make little kid scissors for left handed. They no, only make the big it's ones, the sh- sharpie pokey ones. Yeah, they don't make kids left handed. And you know, scissors. you can cut your clothes with those. Yes, yes, you can. All I'm hearing is there's a market, and we can just put out some like baby baby lefty scissors. <laughs> yeah. Like lefties sounds like a great name for. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a market out there. But okay. okay. Oh. I'm going to continue this tangent for a second because like one of my okay. favorite comedy movies is Moonrise Kingdom and one of the comedy movies because there's literally a line where like and then she stabbed him with left-handed scissors <laughs> every time. That makes me laugh so much. So to, to come back from the tangent because it's time. It is time for predictions. It's predictions. I already know what happens. My How predi- do you know what happens? I read this years ago when it came out. Oh, fair. Okay, then you can't participate. Naima and I can participate. Naima, who do you think did it? Oh, who do I think did it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who do you think did the murders? Most definitely a different party. Everyone's already pointed to the point that it's not... You never say their destiny parts. It's not Leo. It's not the... Uh, yeah. Bakersman. Bakersman? Yeah, it just doesn't fit personality wise for him like yes he's got like the sort of history behind that was kind of leading up it's like he definitely did it no no I don't think he did it I think uh he may have done the shootings but that just aided to the fact of hiding whoever actually did the murders Mm, okay Uh, and definitely don't think Rowan's involved but I do think she's still the center of everything like Mm. 
Persona non gratis, like number one. Like if we need to go after somebody, it's gonna be her. Like no matter what anybody else did, it's her that's like top of the food chain. She's gone. I'll feel better. So whoever's doing this is all that. I feel like there has to be somebody else. Like I don't think that Jim's gonna pop back from the dead because that wouldn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but like, um, we know that like Dolly apparently is. I don't want to say promiscuous. That's not like a thing. Also, like live your life. But it's seeming yeah. like. She- not like being single so whatever time like i don't like i don't think we've got that much about her and jim's relationship but like maybe there was a uh, another person involved you know like maybe like jim was excited about having a baby but then he got real nervous because it might not have been his you know (laughs) because he was like jittery and they were like she said he was super excited about the baby by the time he got Mm -hmm. to the it was like he's not excited about that baby I don't think he was actually excited about that baby, but that's okay. Well, now, here's another thing for you, because I did recognize this before the third part and before it was revealed. Y'all are assuming Dolly's murder was the first murder. Damn. (laughs) Well, okay, well, everything's trashed, but I do expect that (laughs) we're going to do it again, and then they'll end up being a couple, but it'll still be one of those, like, this is all tension, less substance kind of. Uh, couples like they'll have a few more emotional conversations about their past but it's still going to be just like we like butting heads sex 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 are we good together no one knows but like this is fun and then lucas is going to get his basically happily ever ever after minus the wedding because no one's got time to fit that into a third part (laughs) i think we're gonna have plenty of time to get the wedding into the third part (laughs) but um so is that all your is that all your predictions entirety of my predictions (laughs) So I definitely predict, predict that Lucas and Ella will get married by the end of the book. Um, and I think we're going to end, and it's going to be at the end of the season. And we're going to end with Rowan and Gulliver being like, well, now we've got to try and see if we still like each other in the off season when mm-hmm. the adrenaline and the isn't pumping through our veins. But two, I think it was Matt, Jim's brother. I think he's the father and I think he's the one who killed Dolly and the priest yeah i forgot about him i was like no that makes sense that makes sense that would still match up with it being sort of i forgot uh matt because and- then, then i think you could pass the baby still off as jim's and matt is married i think i'm pretty sure i'm blanking on everything about matt right now but no that makes sense i don't, I, I-, I am betting it's matt my second best guess the adoptive parents the parents who were supposed to get the baby, who are probably pissed that they didn't get the baby after they paid all that money. And there's nothing they could do about it. Particularly because the murderer was like, after everything she's done. Yeah. So, like, definitely somebody who's, pers- like, this is definitely not, like, a serial killer. Like, this is definitely somebody who knows. I would love that if that was it. Because that would be, like, a really, like, unexpected twist. It's like, these, you know unassuming adoptive parents murder because it's like it's the perfect storm it's like you've got like a single grandmother who's being forced to raise this kid now now you have these adoptive parents who've wanted her since she was born but no i I like the the mad idea too someone killed them that's all we know (laughs) my my first prediction is matt adoptive parents are my second best guess but i think it's matt and Jessica knows, so we can't ask her. And Steven's on sabbatical, so we can't ask him. 
But in any case, any last thoughts on section two? I'm going to stop talking because I clearly keep bleeding into section three and I can't do that. Um, and nobody stopped me till I got to the mention of the funeral <laughs> when I definitely clearly said stuff that was in section three otherwise. I feel like you didn't say anything that was... No, I think it was on the funeral was the only obvious thing that I was like, I don't remember that. Now, granted, I had read this like a week ago when I finished this part, so it is not very fresh in my brain. Yeah. No, I'll give you guys what else I dropped in there afterwards. But (laughs) any other thoughts? No? No. I'm just, I'm interested to know how much romance happens in the third part versus just, you know, tying up them loose ends. Because we've got a lot of drama, got some murder, got some investigations going on, people shooting people, murders here and there. More fires. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I definitely think we need to have a Rowan and Gulliver scene that's slow. Yeah. And like, and Art. very kind of intimate sex as opposed to just. I'm going to make very, love to you. Yeah. That one. A make love versus a we're going to bang this out right here, right now. Let's get it done. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they have to have at least one more champagne picnic, and she's got to figure out how to drive his. Um, Fancy car. His a literal Iron Man car. His little Iron Man car with the Don Perignon champagne. Like, really? Could oh, you're rich, you're rich. <laughs> Could you get any fancier? And I'm like, plus, on top of that, like, you know he's going to have to move to Montana from California, which means his money is going to go that much farther than it normally uh-huh. does. True. <laughs> but in any case. All right. Well, with that... Naima, if people want to talk to you about why Fifty Shades of Grey is poorly written, where can they find you? I am on Instagram as Ema Janan and also as other pages, other places. And I'm also on Twitter and everywhere else as Ema Janan. And Jessica, if people want to get into an academic conversation regarding childhood traumas and how they impact our relationships, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find this podcast. And if you've got a couple extra dollars and are feeling flush this summer, we'd love your support over at our Patreon page, Geek Elite Media. But until next time, this is the love of pages saying always remember to keep turning those pages and always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.